interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Thanks to Relay Patisserie, a little piece of Europe in Melbourne. Ruba Ajami has been in the education industry for over 25 years and has seen a lot of changes. She joins me on this episode. And welcome to Talk All Things, Ruba. Thank you, JP. Lovely talking to you, as always. Uh, l- lovely to have you on my show. Very excited. Um, so am I. I've been looking for this. You, you spoke to me about it a while ago, but I've been on my mind and I'm so excited about it too. Ruba, when did you first know you wanted to become a teacher? That's actually a very good question. It reminds me back of my childhood because um, I've always had love for French, especially. Um, having grown in Lebanon and um, went to a French, um, I mean, it was a bilingual school, um, and it was a private school. French was a big um, uh, component of the curriculum. And um, back then, I remember during my childhood, I used to always come home and mum and dad had bought me a blackboard and I had my own uh, set of chalk. I used to sit my sister and my cousin um, on the stairs and then I had my blackboard and I used to teach them. And what I used to teach them, to be um, to be honest, was just French. So ever since, I've just had that love and um, I always used to be able to sort of um, connect with that career from that childhood age so it's always been a dream of mine to be a teacher and I've achieved that dream. And Ruba with uh, the teaching um, did you have to go and get any qualifications and what training did you have to do? I sure did. Um, First of all after uh, having completed my VCE I actually went into uh, a Bachelor of Arts so even though I had that love for teaching, but I wanted to try something else, um, I was thinking more of archaeology because it was sort of, it, for me, archaeology is also about learning and um, and also teaching because you need to pass on your knowledge. So I went and did a Bachelor of Arts at La Trobe University and um, then first year I discovered it wasn't really for me, even though I did all the art subjects and all the archaeology aspects of the things. Um, I changed and I did my major in French and in sign language. So I found that I had more luck towards languages. So when I majored in those two languages, um, then that was for four years at La Trobe Uni, majoring in arts. And then I went back to Monash and then I decided that teaching is for me. That's the career pathway I wanted to follow. So basically, yes, I did my Bachelor of Arts and then I went and did a Diploma of Education and then um, after that year, uh, I was qualified and um, I've been teaching since then. So I've been in the teaching career for 23 years now. I love hearing that. And uh, where did your first uh, job start? Where did it all start for you? Um, I actually, when I was doing my teaching, um, the you know degree at Monash Uni, they do placements. And um, we do usually three placements for teachers. And as a student teacher, my first placement was early in the year, and um, they placed me at Melbourne Girls, um, just on the Yarra Boulevard. And um, so I did the, I did six weeks of that training there, 
And then at the end of my six week, I was approached by the um, deputy principal, and her name back then was Mrs. Gazzarotto. And she um, said to me, Ruba, in the following year, we might have a French position. Would you be interested? And I was quite, um, you know, um, happy, but at the same time shocked because I'm thinking, I'm not yet a qualified teacher. Why are they offering me a job? Um, so obviously, I, I did impress them and I did what I love. And um, yes, yeah, so as soon as I finished my um, teaching um, uh, round and um, I knew I was guaranteed a job and that motivated me even more to finish my teaching degree. And then I started working at Melbourne Girls. But then after that, I had changed. And um, after 10 years working there and being committed to this beautiful school, um, I thought it would be nice to change and see what's out there. Then I went and I was offered a job at Loreto in Mandeville Hall in Turak and I worked there and after working there I moved to Sydney for personal reasons and then um, after that in Sydney I also worked um, in a first of all in a boys school and um, it wasn't really for me because I've always taught in girls school not that I have anything against teaching boys but just a different style of teaching and um, being a woman myself I felt like I can connect more with boy, with girls and uh, pass on my knowledge and um, and look after their well-being in a different concept, the way you would look after boys. And then um, I left from the boys' school in my first year being in Sydney, and then I went to Santa Sabina um, in um, Strathfield, and then I came back home here in Melbourne, and here I am now teaching at Campbellwell Girls Grammar. So you mentioned being at the girls' school. So where are you now? Is that where you um you are you are based at the moment and are you working there? That's right. Yes, I am based here. I started working at Campbellwell Girls Grammar in 2021 um and I started in term 3 and that was literally the midst of lockdown. So as you can see starting in a new school, new environment, getting to know everyone, my colleagues, my students and then I went into lockdown which I found a bit hard, but then I have to find a way to cope and to be always positive. Um, so teaching requires you to always be positive and looking um, for the future with an open and positive um, aspect of things in life. And uh, yes, that is right. You uh, just mentioned uh, lockdown uh, then. So yes, we did have COVID-19 and lockdowns and uh how was that? Uh, very, it must have been very hard on you. How did that affect you? How did that affect the students? Um, how did how did it all go? <laughs> you know, it's, um, I'm laughing because um, now think, looking back at it, it just it feels it never happened. But it, I mean, there, are, I mean, it did happen. We can't deny it. Um, but it, it, it was quite challenging. Um, first of all, because it was so sudden. And we had to try and find a way to adapt our teaching to cater for um, that style of teaching, teaching online. And, um, you know, we, we never, uh, when we did our planning, we never contemplated something like that was going to happen. Mm. So all of a sudden we had to do very quick uh, professional development and workshops to train us how we go about delivering our lessons online. Um, and, for me, um, it was a challenge, but yet I always say being challenged is a good thing because it made us, um, you know, educators, especially I'm talking on my behalf, it made me um, be more open to change 
and uh, more adaptive to change as well. Uh, because, you know, we live in a world, it's very, it's changing very fast. And, um, you know, even though teaching has been for years and years and years, but you always need to change and you always need to move um, as time moves ahead with us. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot from it and, um, you know, reflecting back at it, I don't, I wouldn't change anything, um, because it made me, um, a more resilient teacher, a more creative teacher. And, um, it taught me a lot and it taught me how to, um, adapt my teaching style and how to deliver my lessons in a more, um, uh, more advanced and not just when I say advanced in a more creative way, because kids learn differently these days. And we can't be stuck back in time. We need to move. Um, you know, as the kids are, you know, technology is changing and the kids are changing with technology. And I found, you know, going through COVID, that helped me. And Ruba, uh, with the uh, education, uh, it has changed. Um, so how have you seen uh, the education industry uh, change while you have been a teacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very good question for me to reflect on. Um, education has changed in many different ways. Um, like, first of all, the delivery and looking after how students learn. Because whenever you're planning your lesson, you always put your students first and you also look at, because you don't have one student to teach. You have, let's say, sometimes starting from 18 students to 25 students. So, and each student learns differently. So you need to always keep in mind that um, with your lesson planning, um, how does this new generation learn and um, what can you do with your planning? Um, and teaching a language can be quite challenging because not everyone has the talent to learn the language, but you need to make it appealing to students. So I try now, I feel I'm relying a lot on technology in my teaching. Um, I'm relying a lot on artificial intelligence in my teaching. There's a lot of, even though a lot of people are against artificial intelligence, but yes, it can do more harm than good, but also it can do a lot of good things depending on how you as a teacher apply it and use it in your classroom. Um, so I am, I'm very keen on learning new technology aspects and how I, how I can use it in a positive way to deliver my lessons. So I use a lot of interactive activities. Um, back then, you know, you, you used to use a lot of activities um, where it requires a lot of total physical response, which means a lot of movement in the classroom, moving around, throwing a ball, learning vocabulary, learning verb, uh, verb tenses. Whereas now, I still do that and I still teach all the required skills that are required in language teaching, listening, reading, speaking and writing, but I use a lot of technology and a lot of visual. And when I say visual, a lot of, um, um, you know, IT stuff like, you know, slideshows, interactive boards. Um, now, we're very lucky we have, and I'm, I mean, I have to say I'm very lucky working at Campbellwell Girls Grammar because the resources are just really, really ahead and we've got um, a smart board in every class and um, we use it um, to project things to get kids to interact with the um, smart board and to interact, of course, with us as teachers because we still have a presence in the classroom. 
Um, but yes, that's how I feel my teaching has changed. So now I'm, I'm incorporating a lot of IT usage in my delivery of my lessons. And Ruba, what do you love about teaching? Um, I love everything. Um, as you can see probably from the way I'm talking, I'm just very, very passionate about my role as an educator because I'm not just delivering um, the content of my subject, which is French, but I'm also being present as an adult and as a guide for my students, as a mentor, because teaching is, as I said, it's not just teaching. You're there for the well-being of students. And um, it's never a dull and a boring moment being in the classroom or at school. There's always a lot of things that are happening. And I feel that my role there is um, to, to encourage my students to promote um, happiness in my classroom. And um, yes, I, I do expect them to achieve and excel, but that's not the only priority. My priority is for them to be happy and to be present in the moment. Um, we practice a lot of mindfulness because, um, in, I mean, I'm not sure if you are aware, these days there's a lot of mental issues, especially after the pandemic. So, um, yeah, I love that I can interact with my students. I can help them socially and also um, I can help them linguistically, which means they're learning the language that I love teaching. Adruba, we're going to put you into my famous talk or fix time machine and we're going to send you to the past of day one of teaching. Knowing what, okay. you, knowing what you know now, would you change anything? Uh, would I change anything? Um, not really. You know, talking about a time machine, we do a lot of, um, I mean, the students do a time machine and they open it at the end of year 12 and they reflect back at the younger years. Um, but for me to reflect back on my early years of teaching, I wouldn't change anything because how I started is what made me who I am as a teacher now. Mm. And um, I always say um, we learn from the past to improve the future. So I would not change anything because the teacher I am now, um, it's the challenges I went through the, the lifestyle of the teacher I, I lived in the early stages of my teaching made me who I am and made me a better, I'm hoping I'm a better teacher um, and a more resilient and a more creative and more open-minded um, person towards this field of, um, of, of career. Ruba, thank you very much for coming on to my podcast show. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can talk again more about education really soon. Definitely would be my pleasure, JP, and thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, I look forward to having another chat with you hopefully in the future. No worries. And a great chat from Ruba. Love what teachers are doing. Thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. I'm SJP. See you next week. This has been another episode of the Talk All Things with JP podcast. For more, check us out on Spotify and chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram.